And joining me now are the adjunct associate professor of harp and choral conducting at Wayne State University and the principal harpist for the Michigan Opera Theater and the Kresge eminent artist for 2017. I mean, it's getting pretty crowded in here. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's my honor and pleasure to introduce to you Patricia Terry Ross. Hello, Patricia. Hello. Good morning. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. And how nice to have you with us. Uh, There's several things I want to ask you, but the first thing I want to ask you is, what's it like to play harp with the Temptations? (laughs) A lot of fun. I bet. (laughs) When you're in a session with music that good, you sort of are torn between playing your part and wanting to dance. You know, that's (laughs) the way it feels. So... uh, now, this, these were sessions on the, in the house on uh, Grand Boulevard, right? In the house on Grand Boulevard, also at what, what used to be their office on Woodward at the Fisher Freeway. Oh, yeah, right. And also there was a studio called Golden World, which was on Davison near Dexter. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yes. And in fact, that was where I recorded uh, the Marvin Gaye pieces that were on the What's Going On album. What time would those sessions take place? Well, they were all over the place. Um, sometimes I'd have to take off from school to play a session. Uh, sometimes they would be in the afternoon, in the evening, and occasionally we'd have sessions that started at midnight. Wow. Now, and and I, don't, I don't mean to spend the whole interview on this, but I, I find it fascinating. How many takes would it take usually to get something that you could use? Depending on how difficult the the instrumental parts were written. Uh, often we would do at least two or three, uh, sometimes more. Uh-huh. Well, the the recording process can be can be pretty tedious. Well, music is is tedious. Yes. I mean, it takes a tremendous commitment. And uh, uh, one another one of your jobs that I didn't mention is for over thirty years, you were at Cast Tech. Um, not only teaching harp, but also choral. Uh, Yes, I was in charge of uh, the harp and vocal ensemble, which is now in its 91st year. I was a student in that program. In fact, Cast Tech was where I began to play the harp. Uh, And the harp and vocal ensemble is now directed by one of my former students, Lydia Mm. Cleaver. As my, stu- my excuse me, as my teacher, Velma Froud, chose me, I chose Lydia to continue the legacy. How wonderful. How many students do you think you've touched? Oh. Is it even possible? In thousands? I know? think it's probably in the thousands because I was in Detroit public schools for 38 years. Mm-hmm. I taught elementary school seven years before I went to Cass. And I've even been in an airport on the moving sidewalk, <laughs> yeah. and someone's coming the other way, <laughs> and they'll say, Miss Terry, you taught me in elementary school. <laughs> so, yeah, it just, wow. the list just goes on, and it's just been such a rewarding, wonderful career. All those wonderful ripples in the pond going oh, yes. out, and, yes. and then they teach others. I yes. mean, it's, it's, you know, it's like the end of uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Only yes. even bigger. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, he just filled one one big living room. But uh, you think of all the people that you've touched and, and are touching others. It's 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 tremendous. Uh, you also, as I mentioned, are a principal harpist with the Michigan Opera Theater Orchestra. Yes, and uh, a number of um, 
I'm happy to say, acquaintances uh, play in that orchestra. Wonderful musicians. Yes. It's a great orchestra. Yes, I keep, you know, just between us, every time Wayne Brown or David D. Kira are here, I say, you've got to get that orchestra on stage for a solo concert. Just <laughs> let them play a concert by themselves. They're that good. Um, and they say, oh, yeah, well, we'll do that. You know, so maybe one of these days. But when you're, when you're in the pit, and you can't see anything other than the conductor and your fellow musicians. Do you ever kind of miss the opportunity to see what's going on on stage? Do you, do you ever wish you had a monitor or a, or a mirror or something? Yes, I do often wish that. <clears throat> but what happens uh, very often when I'm in that situation, sometimes when we're in rehearsals, I may have an act out uh-huh. that I don't have to play. So I'll go into the house so I can see what's going on on stage. Or in the case of David DeKira's opera, uh, Cyrano, mm. and also Margaret Garner, I went to uh, subsequent performances of them out of town so that I could ah. see and well, hear. And Cyrano is coming back this season. Yes, I'm uh, delighted. Oh, my goodness. And and so many great op- uh, evenings spent in that opera house, listening to this magnificent orchestra and those, these tremendous productions. Um, as Kresge, eminent artist, what happened when, was it the, was it a phone call? <laughs> Did somebody knock on the door? I mean, there you were one day and you got up and you're getting ready to do your regular stuff. And all well, of a sudden, actually we, my husband and I were in New York celebrating my birthday. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. How nice. That was January. Uh-huh. And I have an app on my phone that tells me who's called me at home and I can play the messages. So I played. The, I saw that the Kresge Foundation had called. And when I called them back, I got a voicemail. <laughs> uh-huh. So then they, because they didn't say what they wanted. I was assuming that they probably wanted me to play for some event that they were going to have, you know. Yeah. So when I finally did get through the person, Christina DeRuz, who called me, said, are you stationary? And I said, well, I am at the moment. <laughs> and so stationary? she said, well, I just want to tell you that you are the 2017 Kresge Eminent Artist Awardee. And I could not speak. My mouth flew open because <laughs> I'm thinking, where did this come from? How? You, you, had know, no, I, you had no idea. I, I had no idea because it's not something you, one applies for. Uh-huh. And I did know that Marcus Grel- Belgrave had received it. I knew that David DiChiara had received it. And I also knew that Bill Harris, uh, who grew up across the street from me when we were children, had received it. And I'm thinking, these people are so important. I am a teacher and a musician. and how did I get chosen for something this large? Well, you're a distinguished company. And, and for the record, those of us around the station here think teachers and musicians are very important. Well, we think and, we're pretty important, too. Uh, uh, well. But just not in that <laughs> sort of, you know, that way. Well, you, th- you think of the, uh, the commitment you made. I understand that you started your musical career in the crib. Oh, Is that true? My mother who has an incredible memory and is 95. She said that she would play um, music in the room and she would snap her fingers 
and dance around with the music. And she said, I would wave my little hands and kick my little feet. So she knew that I was responding to the music. I think something in the interview said that I was dancing in the crib. That was a little over the top. A little I over couldn't, the top. I couldn't dance at that time, but well, I did I, respond to music. Didn't take long before you were dancing and making music. You were, <laughs> you were playing the piano at six? Yeah, I started piano lessons at five. At five. And um, Why wait till six? So, <laughs> at age seven... There used to be, uh, in the 50s, uh, a TV show on WXYZ called The Auntie D Show. Oh, yeah. And it was like a talent show. Uh And I was taken down to audition and was accepted. And so at seven, I made my television debut, which, of course, they did not video at that time. But my mother has a 78 recording of the interview that I did (laughs) <laughs> and then the spinning song that I played as a solo. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows the spinning yeah, song. Yeah, anybody who's taking piano lessons. Right. Yes. That's the one. Yeah. Wow. If only. Well, and look at where you've come. Patricia Terry Ross is my guest. And if you know anything about music in the metropolitan Detroit area, you know that name. So many people you've touched. And now the Kresge eminent artist for 2017, uh, richly deserved award. You can hear her in the uh, the pit, the opera house. Uh, where else? You got any other gigs coming up that we should know about? Well, next Tuesday, um, I'm part of a trio um, that includes two musicians whom I know you know, Velda Kelly mm-hmm. and Nadine DeLurie. Oh, yeah. We are the Easton Trio, and we will be performing a work that was composed, we commissioned, and was composed by one of my former students, who is a professor of composition at Ithaca College in New York, Sally Lamb McCune. So we are playing for for Royal Oak Musicale at 1 o'clock next Tuesday, and I can't remember the church, but it's in Royal Oak on Campbell Road. Okay. Royal Oak Musicale, yes. look it up, and uh, go hear some great music from Patricia Turi Ross and her colleagues. Uh, I just want to end with something from the uh, the announcement from uh, the Kresge Foundation, who in their citation said, quote, with this award, we recognize the generosity with which Terry Ross has honored her gift from the stage to the classroom. By captivating audiences with her music and encouraging students with the possibilities of creative expression, she has left an indelible mark on the legacy of music in Detroit and beyond. Pretty good. Well, thank you. And it's a gift that just keeps on giving. Patricia Terry Ross, thank you so much. Thank you.